Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ's likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to today's podcast. Thanks for hitting that play button. Thanks for joining me in the conversation. I look forward to these times each and every week to just come around the Word of God and just dig into the Scripture, yield to the Holy Ghost, and just together with you, press towards Christ's likeness. Press towards the truth that Christ is in us, and He's the hope of glory. That's what it says in Colossians 1, around verse 26. Christ in you, Christ in me. It's the hope, it's the expectation of glory. And glory is nothing more than just any revealed attribute or character or expression of God himself. And that's what mankind was made for. We were made to be an expression of the very image and likeness of God, but we couldn't do it. The law came and showed the the truth and reality that, hey, we can't do it in the flesh. We can't just have a rule and just try to keep the rule and just line up to the rule and just allow the rules to modify our behavior. No, we have to have the life in us. And that's what Jesus came. He came to live the life. Then he laid down his life. Then when he rose from the dead, he sent Holy Spirit to then put that life, the life of Christ, the life of of the obedient one, the one that remained in the Father's love, who, who conquered every temptation, who conquered every trial and test, and he remained in the love of God to the extent that he said, I only do what I see with my father. And I only say what I've heard with my father. He even said things like this. I can of myself do nothing. He lived the life remaining and abiding in the father so that you and I could remain and abide in the father. And so we're continuing our study this week on Marksman titling our series, the obedience of faith. And why is obedience the issue? Because trust is what the issue is. It's trust. And I, I want to go to John chapter 17 here this week. John chapter 17. And I want you to be encouraged, men, knowing this, that Jesus has prayed for you and I. He's prayed for us. And he literally focused the intention of his prayer the, the object of his prayer was you and I, but the intention of his prayer was this very thing, was that the life that he lived, that life of trust, that life of abiding in the Father and the Father in him, the, the kind of life that he lived that made his disciples, you know, when they, even when they heard the hard message in John 6 about, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part with me. And everybody left, thousands left that day. And Jesus finally looked at his 12 and says, are you going to go also? And Peter said, where would we go? We don't understand what this teaching means. And we know everybody's offended and we're kind of offended, but hey, you have the words of life. You're living the life. There's something about the life you're living. We know we're called to live that life. We're called to be with you. And so we don't understand, but man, we're not going to let go of you. And so Jesus came 
And he lived that life. And when he's praying this high priestly prayer in John chapter 17, this is just hours literally before he's going to consummate our redemption and finalize our redemption through his sacrificial death as the Lamb of God. And then he's going to be laid in the grave for three days. But then on the third day, he's going to be raised from the dead by the glory of our Father. And we understand that his resurrection, according to Romans 4, it was for our justification. He was raised not for his own justification. He died an innocent man. But he was raised for our justification because we were the guilty ones. But his sacrifice, his intervention, his intercession was there so that you and I could be raised out of our sin and transgression, out of that darkness that we lived from, into the light that he lived from. And his resurrection became our justification. And when he ascended, Ephesians 2 said, we were seated with him. We were seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But I want to share with you today out of John 17, this amazing prayer. This has been a, an anchor in my life for a long, long, long time. I never get tired of looking at this prayer. I never get tired of, of praying and myself just connecting and, and agreeing with what he prayed because it encourages my heart. Like Peter, he he even told Peter, you're going to fail, you're going to fall, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. He told him, you're going to reject me, you're going to deny me, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not, that you, you're not going to let go of me, you're not going to break, you're going to abide in me, you're going to continue with me. I've prayed for you. I can only imagine how that encouraged Peter and strengthened Peter. And I pray that the fact that Jesus has prayed for you and I will strengthen your heart, men, encourage your heart, men, to just relax a little bit. Again, I know life's intense and I know pressure's real, but I'm telling you, this prayer is real. These words were really offered up to God for you and I and our Master our Lord, our King, our Redeemer, Deliverer, Savior, Yeshua, King Jesus. He prayed this for you and I. And Father heard these words and received his prayer. And again, it's the whole reason he was raised from the dead was the fulfillment of this prayer. And so we're not going to look at the whole prayer, but just I want to reference it. John 17, the whole prayer, red letters, I mentioned it last week. Anytime you find red letters, that's part of the Jesus podcast, right? I mean, this is Jesus talking to you and I. It's, it's We can hear him as he's praying, just like they heard him when he was praying. But I want to look at verse 20 because here's where he grabs your heart and my heart, and he brings us into this intercession. He reaches into the future, into 2023, when I'm recording this for you and I. He reaches into 2023, and he lays hold of my heart and your heart, and he draws him to him, us, to himself and to the Father, and he says, I want them, I'm praying for them, and this is what I'm praying. Here's what it says in verse 20, John 17, 20. I'm not just praying for these alone. 
Obviously, that's referring to the disciples sat at the table there with him. I'm not just praying for these alone, those that heard him that night, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word, through their testimony. I'm praying for everyone that's going to believe on me through their testimony. Well, here we are, men. That's you and I. We have believed on Jesus because of their testimony. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Paul, Peter, you know, Jude, all these different ones, James, the brother of Jesus. We have believed on Jesus, Yeshua, because of their testimony. And so this prayer, right from the lips of Jesus, is for all of us. So the very next thing that he says, I'm telling you, men, let this bring such life and encouragement and hope to you and faith and trust that you're going to live the life. You're destined to live the life. You can't not but live the life if you'll just humble yourself and if we'll just humble ourselves and just trust that what he prayed, what he authored in this prayer, he's going to finish in our life. He not only authors and finishes, but he finishes what he authored. Here's what he said, that. Now the word that invokes consequence or result. So here's the result of his prayer. Here's the consequence that he's expecting to happen in your life and my life. That they all may be one as thou, Father, are in me. I'm reading King James, thou. (laughs) As thou, Father, are in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. Did you see how he just reached out and he grabbed you and I through this prayer and he brought you and I into the life that he's living, the life of oneness with the Father, the life that he lived where he said, I only do what I've seen with my Father. I only do what I've heard with my Father. I can of my own self do nothing. He's drawing you and I, men, into that life. He's drawing you and I, men, into that place. That's why John 14, he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And it's a place in the Father and the Father in you. John 14, 23 bears that out. That's another teaching for another day. But I'm telling you, he's praying it right here. Because everything that he taught in John 13, 14, 15, 16, he's praying it, consummating it right here. That they also may be one in us that the world may believe. And isn't that what we want, men? We want the world to believe in Jesus. But here's how he said it's going to produce that result. It's when you and I allow this prayer to be answered in our life. So I want you to declare this, men, with me today, that what Jesus prayed for me is going to be answered in my life. His prayer is going to be answered in my life. I trust in what he prayed for me. I believe in what he prayed for me. And I yield to the Holy Spirit to bring this prayer to pass in my life. That, that they all may be one as, as, so he quantifies it, he qualifies it, that this oneness is going to be just like I had with the Father. The way I lived with the Father, the way I walked with the Father, the way the Father and I communicated in prayer and intimacy, he's praying that you and I, men, would have that same connection, that same life, that same communication. 
And then he goes on, he says, the glory which you gave me, I've given them that they all may be one, even as we are one. Now he reiterates it again. So how did he give us the glory? How did that actually play out? John 20, after the resurrection, you can read about it. He appeared to them after his resurrection. He showed up in the room in John 20. And his disciples, of course, were startled when he just manifested right in their midst. Flesh and bone right there manifest. And he breathed on them. And he said, receive Holy Spirit. When they received Holy Spirit, they received the glory of God. And I sense the glory of God right now. I hope you do too. Because if you've received Jesus and you've said yes to him, believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit came into you. The glory of God came into you. Christ came into you. And it's the hope of glory being revealed and manifested. The glory that you gave me, I've given them, because he gave us Holy Spirit, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, so that the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. <laughs> glory to God. Men, dig into this this week. Take John 17, 20, through 24, 25, and just dig into that, pray into that, agree with that. Let your heart just be molded by what Jesus prayed for you in this high priestly prayer. And be encouraged by these words in verse 23, that he has loved us. The Father has loved us just as Jesus was loved. You are loved, men. You're loved as much as Jesus was loved by the Father. And I pray these words this week have encouraged your heart, strengthened your heart. Can't wait to be again with you next week on the Marksman Podcast. So keep pressing towards Christ's likeness.